Welcome to Live in the Feast. I'm Jason Resnick, and for the past decade, I've been helping businesses translate their goals into online success as a freelance web developer. In order for me to accomplish my why as a freelancer, I needed to live in the feast. Now I'm turning the tables around so you as the freelancer can do the same and build a sustainable business to achieve success so that you can ultimately live the kind of life you want. Content marketing isn't just a blogging exercise. It touches on so many facets of the business such as lead generation, cold emailing, getting referrals, getting higher quality clients, and maybe the most important one, creating your service to be a no-brainer. Content with focus and thoughtful planning can obviously be a powerful tool to generate business when starting out, but even more so to get those better quality customers once you've been in business for a while. Ruben Gomez of BidSketch has grown a multi-million dollar SaaS product built on the foundation of content. He's now starting a new venture, and the very first thing he did was start building content, not the actual product. We'll talk more about why he did that and so much more in this episode. And in this awesome conversation, we dove deep into the steps to create great content, how to define your service to make it a no-brainer for someone to buy from you, and then we talk about what makes a great cold email. There are so many takeaways from this show that I know you'll want to listen to it again and again. But in the spirit of living the feast and taking action on your business right now, let's refine your ideal client. Ruben walks us through three steps in this show to help you craft the best content possible. And the second step is to think about what someone might search for before they even know you and your service exists. So just jot down those notes and then later go on and write a blog post about it and see how it works for you. This episode is sponsored by Feast. Feast is the roadmap and community built for freelancers like you looking to take their business to the next level. You didn't become a freelancer and start your own business because you wanted to work more, right? Want better clients? Command higher prices? Build recurring revenue so you can stay out of the famine for good? Feast will help you focus and remain accountable through coaching calls, community, an exclusive mastermind group, and a ton of resources and tactics that work for today's market. Head over to res.com feast to check it out. And while you're there, take a look and grab the free lesson and the KPI spreadsheet, which I use to track my own content marketing. So let's get to it and live in the feast. Howdy, folks. Today, I'm excited to bring on to the show someone who was a developer turned bootstrap founder, and he used content marketing to essentially build the business. Um, But he was very methodical about it in his approach and how he thought about it. And I thought that since this season's all about marketing and I talk about content marketing a lot, <laughs> I'd invite him onto the show to talk about it. Ruben Gamez, welcome. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. So Ruben, for those that don't know who you are, um, who are you? What do you do? Sure. Uh, so I am the founder of a web app called BidSketch. And 
That is uh, used for proposal software. Basically, you can create proposals, send them out, get them uh, electronically signed. We'll notify you when they open the proposal, how long they uh, took when they were looking at it, things like that. So that's our first product. And now we're uh, working on a new product, new brand called DocSketch as well. And uh, that one's more in the electronic signature space. So a little bit more geared towards contracts that can be used for proposals and all that. It's uh, getting to early access right now. Uh, it's one of those things where it, it always takes longer than you want when, when it comes to software. Uh, but we're getting there. Uh, we'll, we should be in early access pretty soon. Awesome. Well, that's cool. I, yeah, I hadn't heard about that. So one thing that I, I really wanted to unpack a little bit, and I talk a lot on the, on the show about content marketing and that, that it's the long game and that kind of thing. For me, I was late to that game. Like that was one of the things that I like in business, I don't really have any regrets or anything like that. But my one regret, if I had one, would be not doing the content marketing game long term. I kind of just relied on sales and referrals and that kind of stuff for my business specifically. So what what would you say was like the outcome of that, of not having done that? I feel like now, now that I am doing it, I feel like I, I have a much more stable pipeline. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So even if I, you know, I haven't had this in some time, but if, if I felt like there was a lull in the business or there might be a lull in the projections of the business, yeah. I could just reach out to that list or just go out and promote something that I've already written or use that as essentially I use it as an asset for the business right? right? to be able to do that kind of stuff. So Without a blog, without the articles, that kind of stuff, there's no way for people to know. I mean, I could be just another developer, right? So it's all up to you to reach out and get those leads and, you know, or your right. clients to refer you to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what I want to talk to you a little bit about is specifically with Bid Sketch. Now, I've used your product, and um, one of the things that I mean, even still on your site, Initially, you have folks drop in their email address, right? Like you don't push like free trials. You don't push any of these kind of like SaaS type trial things that folks do. Why is that? It's not a very uh, traditional SaaS uh, sort of page. Generally, on most uh, SaaS sites, when you go to the homepage, you're going to have basically something pushing you like the main call to action on the page is going to be something pushing you towards the trial. Sign up for a free trial uh, with or without a credit card or whatever. So, uh, yes, for us, the main thing on the homepage is to get a sample proposal. So we lead with that simply because we get more customers. So um, it's an easier ask. So more people take that. We get about 25% of the people on the homepage, somewhere like 20 to 25% uh, opting into that. And we've changed it. We've tested it. We've done, we've done a lot of testing on the homepage. For a trial, even the lowest friction sort of trial that you can have on the homepage, yeah, you can't get up that high. Just It's, it's, not, it's not something that's going to convert that well. And that difference between the conversion rate of even pushing people straight into a trial versus sort of adding friction. In this case, we're adding friction. And we've had a lot of people come to our, like our site or whatever, you know, especially if they do... Uh, a little bit of work with conversions or whatever, because one one of the things that a lot of people say is just like remove all friction. 
to make it as easy as possible. And you'll get mm-hmm. more of, it's like kind of maybe, but um, it's not always that straightforward and simple. So for example, yes, if we put the trial sign up on the homepage, like we've done in the past, we can get way more trials to the app than if we lead with the proposal sample. Because uh, if we lead with the proposal sample, we're losing people at every step of the way until they get to a trial. So mm. uh, when we did a trial, you know, straight to trial homepage, we were getting thousands of trials in, in a month, right? With the sample, we get 3,000 a month uh, versus, let's say, 2,000 people a month uh, getting a trial, going to the trial. So uh, some people get the sample and then we lose some people and we don't get as many. Let's say we get 1,500 trials instead of 2,000 trials. Hmm. So even though we get less trials than the other way, the people that get to the trial are more informed because we've added friction. So they've seen the sample. They're now on our drip campaign. So they're getting informed about any tips and tactics that we have around just closing more sales through just creating better proposals. Then they go to our page. And so we kind of add some friction there on purpose. And what we've noticed is at the end of the day, after that trial, we actually end up with a lot more customers than if we tried to uh, just send them straight into the trial. So at the end of the day, we make more money that way. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, because what I do is there's, I do a lot of conversion optimization as an e-commerce developer. Um, and that's, that's like the mantra is like, don't put any more things in the way, right? So to take a step back, what made you go into, hey, I want to help folks get better proposals, essentially? Yeah. Um, I was working at, uh, I was a web development manager at the time, and I was working for a uh, payroll company. And I was looking to build a product just because I didn't... <laughs> Uh, I didn't like management and I found myself doing a lot of management and I don't know, I just needed a new challenge after working many years uh, doing development and being many years and, you know, managing of developers and business analysts at this point and, you know, other people. And there was somebody in the company that was a developer and they had a client meeting. So they were asking about like what they should take. So I was talking them through like you should do a proposal and all this stuff. So I went online to help them figure out what to give. And I thought, wait a minute, there's FreshBooks for invoicing. I'm sure that there's something that he could use. Like that's that's like FreshBooks for proposals. I'll just send them to that. And then I searched and I couldn't find Mm. anything. Like literally at the time there was, now there are a bunch of, you know, a bunch of uh, competitors that we have. Uh, But at the time there was nothing. So I thought, oh, this is crazy. Nothing, really? And then I did a little bit of keyword research. And I thought, okay, there's nobody searching for proposal software. They they don't even know that a thing like that exists. But they're searching for these other things that are related to proposal software. And I think I can get some of that traffic and convert those into customers. And then that's that's how I sort of Hmm. built it. Uh, so you essentially filled the gap because you were going to try to show somebody a shortcut. <laughs> you realized that shortcut right. wasn't there. <laughs> That's interesting. Pretty much. So, yeah. so it's interesting that your software is essentially built to help freelancers, contractors, any businesses, whoever that needs proposals. Um, but yet... Right the first thing that you're giving them is a proposal, right? Like you're giving them a sample template or so. Right. I'm curious that strategy is it because 
the reason why I'm thinking about this is, is a lot of people think like, okay, um, if I give this free thing, that is essentially something that I've built, but I've given it to them for free, then what, why would they pay for what I'm giving? Right. Yeah. So have have you, you wrestled with that? Like, Oh, if I'm giving them a template, no, no. Uh, template strategies, uh, you know, something that we invested a lot in uh, outside of the homepage. Like we have a bunch of different templates for a lot of different industries as well. Um, and the thought really is like you can have a template, um, but the value that our tool brings, you can't get out of a template, which is you know, you, uh, you can send a, you can use a template to create a proposal and maybe it'll save you some time, but we can save you more time because we have things like uh, built-in variables. So when you create a new proposal, we will automatically replace the client name, the cl- you know, uh, client address and things like that. Uh, and a very common mistake is like, oh, people taking a template or a proposal and renaming it and then like missing a couple spots that they, you know, that they need to update. So like our software does that automatically. Um, also, we, we notify you when it gets opened. Like there's, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to do that with just like an attachment and an email either. So there, there are a lot of things like that where the real value comes in in other forms. Uh, plus, uh, a lot of the pre, so we do give away a lot of the pre-written content, um, but it's most useful within the sure, tool. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that's, that's an objection that a lot of people get, like, especially like, oh, if I'm going to give them a lead magnet or an opt-in, like, where's the, the line in the sand that I draw to give them, do I give them too much? Should I hold back? Like that yeah. kind of thing. Well, it's because it's about most people wanting things done for them more than them wanting to do it themselves. Right. So you can give them all the pieces and everything that they need. They're like, okay, this is, these are all the steps. And if you give them a, a good offer of like, or we could just do it for mm. you. Um, you know, you have the experience, obviously you're telling them how to, they, they would trust you with that. And if it, if they see like the amount of value that they're receiving from, from that and uh, being reasonable compared to the price, uh, then they'd rather just pay for sure. it. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny that you said that because I went, I, that's how I found out. That's how I built my business. I was just a general developer, mostly targeting towards e-commerce, but I found a lot of clients maybe not signing up for things. And I was like, okay, well maybe I just offer like a low level, you know, down sell kind of thing, like an ebook or a how-to guide or a series of videos and that kind of stuff. And nobody took me up on it. And I realized that what it was, was that people just want it done for you. Right. I'm right. just like, all right, well, I'll go the other way then. I'll just charge a premium. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's funny. So the one thing that I heard interestingly enough, and I can't remember, it might've been on Brian Castle's podcast. I can't remember exactly which one, but it was on a podcast where you had actually said, and I found this really interesting before you wrote a line of code on the product itself, you actually pushed out content, you built a landing page and all that stuff. Like, how did you approach that? Like, I mean, what you, you kind of like said, like, okay, these people are going to want this thing and I don't have it built yet. Yeah. Um, so based off of first thing was I started with who's my target customer. Um, and it all works off of that. 
what might that person be? And I took an SEO strategy. So what would they be looking for? So who's my ideal customer? Um, if they were, if they needed a product like mine, what would they be looking for? What are the things that they like? And the easy thing to say is, well, they're going to type in proposal software. But let's say they don't know that that exists. What are the things that they are looking for that will help them with that problem? Mm-hmm. Right? What are they looking for on the edges around around like proposal software? What are they looking for that's going to help them create a proposal or close more sales or whatever? So targeting those sort of keywords is is how I did it. And I'm kind of with a new brand. I'm I'm taking a very similar uh, strategy as well. Thinking about the the ideal customer and, and creating content first, and even before we um, have even before we have the product release, we already have our first page on the site. <laughs> um, it's funny to start from zero, like zero traffic. Uh, but within a couple of weeks, within a few weeks, we're now ranking number one for that target keyword, and we're like getting a couple thousand uh, unique visits a month. So we this was sort of a test for that type of content. And it's like, okay, I think it's going to work. So now we have a whole bunch more other pages that, you know, 50 or so targeting different industries, the same sort of way that we can write. That should give us a, a pretty good number of, uh, you know, uniques a month. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's something that I find interesting too. I, I did something very similar where I kind of plucked a piece of my services out and I wanted to see if people wanted this service alone outside of the de- development yeah. thing. Um, and, yeah, I like that. Come on. And, uh, that that's great and so to isolate those problems, that's what I feel a lot of people have struggle with, right? Like, so if somebody's a developer, designer, or freelancer in a way where they're, they're, it's all by themselves and they're like, okay, how do I find more clients and how do I... Well, that's the number one question, yeah. right? Like, how do I relieve in clients? Um, yeah, you're right. That that's a really common problem. That's a I hear about that so often. I think there are two main prob- two main things really that I see all the time. You know, now we we have like uh, thousands of customers. I talk to just all sorts of people running agencies. Uh, you know, uh, all sorts of consultants and freelancers and uh, see businesses that are struggling, businesses that are growing really fast, businesses that were struggling, that turned it around. Um, just a lot of really interesting data. And there are a couple of things. So first, it's like getting, even asking, even myself, just uh, because I'd love to know how people grow businesses and all that stuff. And, and uh, asking people that have successful, like let's say someone has a successful agency, asking them how they got there. It's shocking how many times they don't know. <laughs> really, like they'll, they'll say like content marketing or they'll say word of mouth because word of mouth is always like one the top. And then sometimes, you know, there's content marketing that's also done. But that's so broad. It does like there's, there are so many different ways of doing content marketing that won't work or, or uh, doing stuff around word of mouth that won't make a difference. Mm-hmm that oftentimes it's not it's not very helpful to speak in those terms. And and the truth is, unless they've been exposed to a lot of people who've been struggling with their business and they see like, oh, this is what's different between like that type of content marketing and this type of content marketing, it's really hard to just communicate that mm. um, and and say, oh, this is what I'm doing that's different than, than another business. So uh, one of the main problems that I see is like people that are struggling, not knowing what success looks like. I think... 
I read it from like Kathy Sierra. She just communicated it really well. And uh, I've been trying to find a way to just, you know, um, find the right words. And she, I think she did it in her book, which is more about training, but it's a hundred percent true around like growing businesses, which is people need to see, people need to see what success looks like. It's really, really, really hard if you're, you're starting a business or growing a business and you're, you're at a certain place, even if you have a little bit more of a mature business, if you're at a place uh, where you're not that happy, you really would like a business that's five or 10 times, you know, more profitable or, you know, whatever your scale is bigger, more people. Like I prefer to have less people, but, <laughs> and it's really hard without, sort of seeing what success looks like meaning like one of the one of the most common things that i see is people not doing enough not having enough so they're trying to grow a business of a certain scale with let's let's use traffic and leads like with a certain number of leads coming in and a certain uh, amount of traffic coming in and if they took a look at five businesses in the sort of same or similar industry um, and they saw the amount of traffic and the amount of leads that they that they need to get the amount of business that they get. They would see a big difference there. Mm-hmm. Usually, now it's always not not numbers. Sometimes you know, like quality can also uh, a lot of t- a lot of times it is numbers. It's it's as simple as that. Like there's not enough activity to bring in uh, what they need for the type of business that they that they need. So that's that's a really common thing and. The like a lot of the data is out there, really, on the internet, where people are writing about their like success and and what they're doing, and some of the data is in there, and you can just email the authors of these, you know, like an agency or a freelancer that, and and sort of just get very wrote about some of it. You can ask them a little bit more, and and they'll and just get a better picture of of what's needed to get there. And the other thing is just around having a really good product or service. And this one's really tough. Like those are the two pieces that I, that I, that I see missing. But basically, essentially, it's getting to, as close as you can to it being a no-brainer. Right. So like with a service, let's, let's take design or something. So it may not necessarily be that you have to just be a much better designer. It totally depends on your customer. So if, you, if your customer is like a large company, like I used to work for like big payroll company with, you know, everything's done through execs and they have all these board meetings and all that stuff. Um, so a good service, uh, like a good product for them is not necessarily going to have to do with just so much better, like uh, detail and attention to design necessarily um, as much as how... How uh, well was the? How good was the communication with like executive management? Like how um, how were the milestones communicated? How was it planned out? How did it fit into like their big old their bigger uh, just you know uh, their goals for the year and all that stuff? Just all these things that you wouldn't think like that's that's what they're buying all that stuff, not just the the, the exact work. Um, so a lot of it has to do with with figuring that out. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it, I mean, you, you're hundred percent right. I mean, I was having this conversation with 
a, a couple of people over the past month for sure, because they were saying things like their leads dried up, they're doing the same thing, this and that. And I said, well, I mean, if you've had leads coming into your business yeah. and maybe you didn't make them clients, they didn't become clients or you didn't work for whatever. Now that they're dried up, so to speak, can you warm them back up? Mm. Right. And maybe yeah. do something a little different this time around. Um, you know, like you said, a lot of times it, you don't want to compare yourself to everybody else, right? Like if you're a designer, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a great designer over somebody else, a better designer over somebody else. It's the other factors, right? Like you said, communication. That was one big, huge thing that my current clients, you know, few, several years back when I revamped my, my business, yeah, my current clients were telling me, you're always out in front. You're always telling us what's next. You're always communicating. I always know what's going on. That's the level of service that I'm looking for. And that's why I hang on and I want to keep you as, you know, a vendor service provider. So I just turned that back around and I said, okay, well, I'm going to be a recurring business, right? (laughs) Month over month. And we're going to set this. And, you know, I classify myself as like an in-house developer, even though I'm in my own house, but at the same time, it's, it's listening. It's trying to fill the gaps. What, what can you do above and beyond other folks to create that great product? Right. Right. Positioning is, 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 it's big. It's, it's a big deal because there's, that's part of the, like selling your product point. It's about the offer that you're making right to people. And that means it's not just about the work or the price that they're paying. It's everything around that. Mm -hmm. So the more you can speak to that and the more that that relates to whatever they're looking for, whatever that client is looking for, the better, the more likely that they're just going to, want to pay for it yeah like you said a no-brainer done for you service right like (laughs) if you could do a done for you service that's a no-brainer for them you'll have more clients and leads yeah i got like um noah kagan from uh app sumo sumo now it's just sumo Mm -hmm. (laughs) about that um domain um he's really good with that like throughout the years i've I've known him when he's exploring ideas or selling anything just uh that's one thing that he's uh, he was always focused on. Uh, we'll have a conversation, and and he'll he'll ask me about something. What do you think about buying this? You know this thing, and I'd say, uh, yeah, it's cool. To him, that's like, no, that's that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Like, would you pay for it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, no, that's not. It needs to be so. Then he'll turn around. He'll say, "Okay, what do we need to add to this, or what do we need to do for it to be a no-brainer?" Right? There's there's a big difference between the two. Sure. Yeah. No. That that's that's great. I'm always a big fan of seeing my clients face to face, even if we're on the you know other side of the country and stuff like that. Like as a part of my process, anyway, I want to have that face-to-face relationship. Mm. I want to know, I want to see the reactions when I say certain things. I want to, right. Know, right. Like, yeah. Those kind of things, like you said. It, it, so I'll give you a specific example. Um, so uh, this happened just a couple of days ago. There's a friend of mine who runs this agency and he was introduced to me uh, by somebody at Moz. I was looking for somebody uh, at a good price that could do SEO work. And uh, he recommended him. He had just 
uh, quit his uh, working for an agency to work with his brother on this other agency uh, to do SEO. So um, started working with him. They were doing SEO for us and all that stuff. And um, it was, I think at the time, it was like 500 bucks a month is what he was charging. Like the work was good. He hustled. He was good. All that stuff. He changed his prices and did, has done a bunch of stuff like within a couple of years now to where the average client was like $10,000 a month. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, I can't be a client anymore. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's a bit more than I want to uh, pay. It's, that's a different sort of uh, client profile and all that stuff that, that he picked out. But it's really interesting to, to see this sort of stuff that he does. So one of the things that he does that's different than a lot of people, because it's all like the same thing. So what does he do? Content marketing, word of mouth, <laughs> right? But uh, there are a lot of things that he does this just in a different... He asks more than other people. Um, he's more disciplined about asking for referrals. Um, and I mean, he's, he, a lot of people are really shy or afraid or like, I'm even trying, I'm trying to learn from him about just being more willing to ask from, you know, mm-hmm. from, uh, people that I'm in business with to, 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 to help. And he's, he has no problem doing that. Um, and he gets more because of it. So, and this ties back to the no brainer, uh, thing. He, uh, he asked recently, they were going to do cold, uh, cold email outreach, right? SEO, cold email outreach. Holy, <laughs> holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> I get, I don't know how many SEO agencies, you know, reaching out to me uh, through cold email. And they're probably some of the worst, uh, the spammiest uh, cold emails ever. Like I just see anything in the subject line like that and automatically, you know, delete. It's just really bad. Um. So then he he's like, okay, we're going to do cold email, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is what we're thinking of doing. So number one, like I'm a next client, or even if I was a client, he even if I was a current client, he'd still ask me. It's this, before he's actually running the marketing, because you could just run the marketing campaign and see, okay, does this work? Does that work? He's doing qualitative feedback, like... This is big with services businesses. When uh, with with product businesses like us, we get hundreds of thousands right of visits and all that stuff. So it's easy to just rely on numbers and do tests and get get you know get the results really quickly. But when you're dealing with services, you're dealing with much smaller numbers. So mm-hmm. what you have to do instead is you have to rely on qualitative data. You have to go deeper with each and every one, right? So that means you have to have one-on-one conversations. Um, and he's really good at doing this. He does this all the time. So a lot of people would be afraid or think, oh, it's not like, I don't know what, like I can't ask somebody that hired me before for their feedback on something. Sure you can. Like you can say, you're a great client. I, I'm looking for uh, to work with more clients like you. Um, this is what we're thinking of doing for a marketing campaign. I uh, would love to hear their thoughts on it, right? Like super simple, but it's really important, especially for a services type business. So anyway, he he asked me about uh, about this and I told him, oh, cold email, SEO, it's just the worst type, really spammy. Like yeah, I just told him like everything right, is not good. I said, but you know, if you talked about like the outcomes more, about traffic, getting me more traffic, and like maybe not even mentioned SEO or maybe not even mentioned organic, right? 
I'm more willing to, to, to listen to that because you're talking about just getting me more traffic or more leads or whatever, right? Probably stay away from leads. I hear <laughs> because I hear that a lot too, but like, um, so that would be one thing. And then I thought about it and I said, you know, I've only responded to one cold email before that was from a dev shop. Um, and I went through because I have an example emails folder in, on Gmail and I went through uh, like anything that I like, I put it in there and I found that email and I f- looked at it and I was like, why did I respond to this? Um, oh, okay. And I saw it immediately and, and I told them, so, um, number one, they, uh, they referenced, so it was a dev shop and they were like, um, Something about like speeding up Rails development. Yes, that's always a problem with we're trying to go faster all the time. They're like, we got uh, crazy egg and hello bar, these types of results, uh, three times faster feature release, blah, 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 100% faster this, like everything around that pain point in their email, just list really quick. So it was, uh, I know exactly who crazy egg and hello bar is. Like, they're, they work for, they're using their, the case studies that they were using were 100% relevant to me. What's brilliant is that they, they probably use a service that like called like built with that can tell you mm-hmm. who are all the people they're using crazy egg and hello bar. Okay. Now we know they're using them. So they know who they are. Let's do emails to them and feature the case studies that are appropriate and mention the pain points that, right? Super, super target, way different uh, of a uh, sort of like a cold uh, outreach campaign, then, hey, we can we can speed up your development or what, right? Big difference. And that's why I responded. Yeah, that, that that's a great point. Yeah, to be able to put a little effort into the cold outreach, especially just to be able to do that goes personally. Like the most, yeah, the more personal you can make it, the the better. And this is just goes back to that whole making a no-brainer idea. Trust is a big thing when you're talking to anybody and uh, when it comes to marketing, whether it's an ad, whether it's, you know, a content piece on, on the web, whether it's, you know, a, an email. Um, and if you could do something like that where I know them, I know Crazy Egg and Hello Bar, like the founders, I can email them and ask them, hey, you work with them? Like, what, what do you think? And I, and I probably would, like, if, if I was going to work with them. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you made an awesome point about just, reaching out the one-on-one conversations to be able to, you know, don't be shy about going back to the, you know, past clients all the time. Like just go find, especially great ones. Like you had a great launch, whatever it was. I mean, they were, you guys meshed in some way, go talk, find out what it was because to hear it was, I was reading Pat Flynn's um, book, will it fly? And yeah. One of the first exercise, which is a great book, by the way, it's all about like validating an idea. And one of the first exercises in the book is to shoot an email out to family, close friends, close coworkers, that kind of stuff. And to say, yeah, what is my superpower? Like, mm-hmm. what is it about me that you find exceptional or whatever? Because most of us think we know ourselves, but then right. the people that are closest to us probably know us better, right? Because we're going to yeah. exaggerate the bad stuff and suppress the good stuff, right? Yeah. So they're objective about like what those things are. Right. So when I just, I've, I did that exercise and it was surprising to hear what folks folks say about you because you're like, oh, I never really thought about that before. Oh yeah. And so it's that was one of the things where 
you know, you could do that with clients because you may know that client very well, like it's past client. And to, to say, you know, just say, Hey, look, you know, uh, I'm looking to find more clients. Like you were saying, I'm looking to find yeah. more clients like you. Uh, could we just have a 10 minute conversation and just like to pick your brain on something? Um, and you know, I'm thinking about offering this kind of a service. Is this something that you think would fit with what I do yeah. service clients? Yeah. like yourself? Those conversations are so helpful. Just think about the, my friend, uh, who, who did that. He, I know he sent that out to several other clients that he's had and he got all this good feedback, all this information and how much more ahead is he now? Like starting that same marketing campaign than before, like how long would it have taken him if he had not had those conversations and just started doing test after test after to like get to the starting new starting point that he has now. Yeah. Like yeah. he's way ahead. Yeah. That's great. So first, Thanks for the time. This was an awesome conversation. I want to ask you one final question before we go. What is one process that you would define first to build a business or a new service in a business? It would really like one thing that I'm leveraging a lot more now that I'm than I have in the past, and this is something that I'm doing different with DocSketch is getting the foundation really right before moving on to the next step and getting it right through iteration, through improvement. So like that one page that I was talking about, um, and this is like a process with everything that we're going to do, whether it's on onboarding emails, any ad campaigns, anything marketing related, anything customer related, once they get into the app, uh, features that we released, we're gonna, it's, it's all about knowing that the first thing that we put out even if we've done work to try and make it really good is going to need to be updated, right? And having a process for making sure that uh, what we put out, whether it's a feature, whether it's a piece of content, whether it's an ad, we get data from about how we can make it better and then we make it better. So, mm. so like even for SEO, for this, for this one page that we put out, when we put it out, we were able to get it to rank number 10. So that was the first try. So then we said, okay, uh, now let's add a lot more content, add a couple of templates um, to this page. And then we moved it up to number six, the next iteration. Then we got it up to number three. Like, okay, we're getting there. Now people are bouncing more than they should. People are, Less people are downloading this thing. Then I started doing surveys like to see mm -hmm. like why... Like, uh, what is it that you're looking for to see how close this matches to what they want? Uh, I know the keyword, so I think I know, but who knows? Uh, get this data and it's like, yes, it's aligned. Why aren't you downloading it? So then next thing, people weren't answering the survey. So the next iteration is like, it's the pop-up before you can even get to the page. Tell me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then the next iteration on exit, if you don't get it, tell me. Uh, and then finally to where, okay, now we know, now we're getting people to download. Now the, all those stuff looks good. Google's getting better signals. Like that will last, meaning like uh, the next step, we're still going to go another step further. And we're going to measure qualitatively, like the thing that you got from us, how likely are you to recommend us to other people based off of that, right? So it's, it's just this process of getting the foundation right. And once we have that down, then we know a lot more to be able to scale that out. Mm. But, but not like the, the mistake that I did with, with BidSketch, with BidSketch too much in every area is 
move forward with the other stuff before we got the foundation really good. So then mm-hmm. later on, even now, we're paying for that. We're having to go back and and, and spend a lot of time just repairing that. There's a balance. You want you want to move quickly as well. But you can do this iterative process of just improving things over and over. You can do it and it doesn't need to take a lot of time. Mm, that's great. Yeah, focus. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Great. Well, this has been awesome, Ruben. Where can uh, folks reach out and say thanks for all of this great information? For sure. um, so on Twitter, generally, I'm uh, EarthlingWorks, found on Twitter, and then uh, BitSketch or uh, DocSketch.com, either one of those. Great. Thanks again, Ruben. All right. Thank you.